0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is, you're uh, you're listening. Welcome to another episode of uh, Naughty by Nurture, a podcast by marketers for marketers, but first and foremost uh, for genuine people. I'm really excited today. I don't want to give anything away, but I'm really excited because there's there's I, I like to think a genuine person on the podcast. Not that my guest. Isn't a genuine person, but their guest is a genuine person. <laughs> I, um, I'm uh, I'm Gavin Logani, head of strategy and insight at uh, at Dot Digital, and um, you know the, the the blurb I usually give. You know, you've got to know your customers better in order to give them exactly what they they want. You know, if you don't ask questions of them, you can't give them what they need. So you you can't be nurturing them in the right way. This podcast is all about getting to know people a lot, a lot better um unearthing little nuggets of information from them and hopefully you guys can use it um and make your your marketing better or maybe just your life better i don't know something like that maybe we can go with that uh i i talk way too much so i think it's enough of me for the time being we are gonna pass over to my guest today i'm i'm actually genuinely excited about today's episode um, so I don't know if you can feel the excitement in the air, but here is my my guest, Philip Story. Welcome Hello. to the stage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: we're here. What's <laughs> happening? It is happening. What have you done?
1: So <laughs> uh, you you invite me onto the podcast, uh, and he said. You have to bring a guest that is opinionated, and I thought about all the marketing people, and I thought they're a bit tame. My mum's pretty opinionated, so I wonder if she'd be up for it. And so here we are.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I bought my mum. You've brought your mum, and you know what? Genuinely, genuinely, when I when I thought of this podcast, I was like anyone I bring on I'm giving them a chance to bring anyone on and I just want them to to go you know sort of really left field and maybe bring their mum on and you've gone and done it um so so thank you for that let's 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 take a step back who are you Philip
1: <laughs> uh, my name's Philip uh, I'm uh, the CEO and founder of an email agency called Enchant and so I spend all of my time pretty much all of my time for nearly nearly the last 20 years helping brands to get email right and uh yeah still got the bug absolutely love it and uh it's a, it's a real pleasure to be on this podcast to listen to some of the uh, earlier episodes and thought they've all been brilliant so yeah really great to be here and yet to talk about email and customer experience today um which i think is really really important and um something that you are often speaking about i've heard you you know, it was called Naughty by Nature, so uh, yeah, one
0: hundred percent, one hundred percent. I'll give you, I'll, 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 I'll slip you a tenner for the the nice words you've said about previous oh. episodes. Thank you for that. Um, I just, just a note: anyone who is looking to be a guest on this, I don't actually pay you, so uh, <laughs> so don't don't be looking out for that. Um, okay, let's 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 get let's get the excitement over here. Um, we've talked about her enough, but she is here, Tessa. Welcome to the podcast.
2: Oh hello! It's great to be here.
1: I love you, Mum. I'm so pleased. You're here. It's going to be amazing. <laughs>
2: I'm so. This is going I'll to be do so my good. i That's all I can say. You can't do any more than your best.
0: <laughs> exactly. You can't do any more than your best. Um, thank you for being here. You're a, you're a good sport for for getting involved. Before we uh, we sort of jump into the topic of uh, customer experience, which i'm i'm massively excited about as well i think it's a great great topic for us to be covering we need to to get into your personal experiences as as people and i need some interesting embarrassing facts about yourselves tessa i'm going to give you a little bit longer to think about what you might want to say if you want to embarrass philip then by all means do it don't listen to what he's got to say um but philip you can you can you can go and um what is (laughs) interesting embarrassing fact go on shoot
1: (laughs) well the problem with email as we all know is that once you press send it's done right it's it's not like being away you know working in you know you you know just like kind of with a website it's um where you can kind of go back and make changes as you as you fancy um yeah, about 15 years ago, I was working in-house at um, a company called MFI, if anyone remembers. Uh-huh. A company, and <laughs> I was responsible by accident for email marketing. I was about, I don't know, six months into running the email marketing at MFI, and I had finished coding our latest campaign in Microsoft front page, which looked great, <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, loaded it in. <laughs> I loaded it into our email platform, uh, and just and did the testing, and it all looked great. It did, you know, I was in a bit of a rush, um, as we are, and as um, email marketers, right? Is there's never there's never much time to to do things, but um, te- <laughs> testing is kind of important. And this day, I kind of really found out how important it was because I sent um, by accident, of course, a blank email to our entire database just a white screen. Not good.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think we've, I, I say we've, I'm going to say we've all been there. I haven't done that. I don't think. Um, but I think I've sent out a, on behalf of a client, an email with a, a blank subject line or something like that. And, and ever since that day, it's always with, with the client. I, I, I'm i not sort of that, um, that sort of client facing anymore, but, um, I would always say no. I'm not hitting send for you. There's no way I'm hitting send for you, unless unless you know you're you're the agency and you're doing it on behalf of a client. There's no way I am hitting the send button. Um, I don't want that on my shoulders anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I wonder. I wonder if if every time you know it doesn't matter how many times you you do things. I wonder if every time you hit send, you just always filled with fear. Does that happen to you? Well, the next job I got, they
1: said, there's somebody else that does that bit. And I was like, where do I sign up? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then from then on, really, you know, it's only really been since since starting Enchant that we've got that close to, because now we send campaigns for our clients and stuff, right? So... You know, every week I'm jumping into an email platform and and sending a campaign. And I've because I haven't made a mistake like that for such a long time now, I'm a little bit less irrationally fearful of pressing send. But yeah, it's it's a huge responsibility, actually. You know, it really is.
0: It is massive, which is why you need to test. I know this this episode's not about testing. Maybe we can feed some of this in there. But testing's massively important. You you have to test before you hit send. 'Cause then then you know you're not gonna mess up, but but there you go. But it is part and parcel of it. You know, it's it's a, it's the learning curve. You mess up and then you don't do it again. Yeah. Or if you continue to do it again, then you're just gonna have to make it your trait and make it work for you somehow. But I, <laughs> so, so I wouldn't recommend that. But there you go. There you go. Right. So you you've messed up. That's fine. You know, we all mess up. Tessa. Uh huh. This is your time to shine. What what is your embarrassing story or, or 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 um or your your interesting fact?
2: Um well, I haven't got any really embarrassing stories about emails except the fact that I've sent some more than once saying, Here's attached a picture of this or I'm, I've forgotten to attach it. I do that. That's quite
0: common. <laughs> That is a common one, and actually, um, we we're, we're Microsoft people at Dot Digital, and uh, you always get a note come up on Outlook saying you said that you're going to attach something. Have you you haven't attached something? Did you did you mess that up? So so you're covered there if you ever use Outlook, I think. But um, but yeah, go on.
2: Ah, I use Hotmail, you see, so ah. I go on to the Outlook. I prefer, I prefer the old one.
0: I haven't touched Hotmail in a in a long time, but but there you go. <laughs>
2: um, well, my embarrassing stories, i just loads of them, but um, they're nothing to do with email marketing. One of them, it's just me and my big mouth, really. Um, Even better. I've been out <laughs> shopping, and um, we went to this garden centre once, and there was hardly anyone in there. And there was this little boy going along; he was just demolishing everything in there. <laughs> We, we couldn't believe that no one was telling him anything. No one took any notice. And um, we got to the till and I said to this woman at the till, I said, there's this little boy going around. I said, oh, my God, I don't know what his mother's doing, letting him do what he's doing, but he's knocking all your display down and doing this and that. And she asked me, is he wearing this top and this, what colour trousers and et cetera? She said, oh, it's my son. I had to bring him to <laughs>
0: brilliant <laughs> well I mean he shouldn't be running around like that
2: oh he's a terrible because right I said he's a right little horror
0: something like
2: that I'd put my foot right in it I could have died
0: oh dear well you know I, I've got a feeling that because you've said that you know you raised you would have raised your kids in the right way and I'm, I'm guessing Philip would never have been like that as a little kid
2: If he would have tried it, he would have been sat by the door and made to wait until we came out.
0: (laughs) 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 Any flashbacks there, Philip?
1: (sighs) Oh, God, my whole childhood is coming back to me. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. Yeah, I would do do things that, you know, I would get up to things that little little boys get up to and uh, you would definitely get punished for it, for sure. I definitely didn't demolish a garden centre, though, I can say that much. That's pretty good going.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean you could do some you, you could do some good damage in a garden center there's you know there's pots there you know just kicking all over the all the plants over kicking all the soil about yeah you could do some some good damage in there <laughs> I'll tell you what if I if I walked into that that, that store and you know all the pots and, and everything were knocked over the place that would have been a terrible customer experience yeah yeah you see what I did there? That was, that was, that was, that was seamless. Um, uh, yeah, no, this, this is a great topic. And, you know, I always have a catch up with, um, with the guest beforehand to kind of figure out what we're going to talk about. And you said customer experience and I was like, yes, please. Um, so let's kick off with why you actually think um, it's something that we need to be worried about or even bothered about. Why is customer experience so, uh, so special?
1: Well, the first thing I want to say is the other reason why I thought my mum would be a great guest when we're going to talk about customer experience is because I think that she represents the true person that, you know, is at the end, re- recipient, you know, that receives the email. Right. And I think so. I asked her about, about email and what she thinks of the email she gets. And I, I, I guess we'll come on to that in a minute. And I thought this is going to be the best, the most perfect guest. Cause I think we, we, sometimes, we don't get to look our customers in the eye <laughs> very often as email marketers. No, not um, at all. So, why is customer experience and email important? I think, I think really, if we look at that stat that the DMA publish every year that there's over forty pounds ROI for every pound spent on email marketing. Mm-hmm. I think if we're really honest, and this isn't a dig at anybody in particular, of course, but most brands have never really achieved, you know, anything like their true potential with email. No. So it's kind of the problem, but it's also it's staggering when you think where you could take that number if you were to really put the customer at the heart of everything that you do. Mm-hmm. It's easy to say that you can do it and that you, you that you're a customer centric or customer obsessed. Is you know, but it's just
0: it's what you do not what you say that really counts thank you thank you i you know what i, I again i'm not going to mention any names i always say this but the amount of times that i've heard someone say you know yeah, the customer really is at the core of everything we do no they aren't you know do yourself a favor really 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 think about what you've just said there are they really and that's that's often the case then they're, they're, they're not they're just thinking about the well you just mentioned roi there that's what they're thinking about really when
1: customer experience became, I think it was Brian Solis wrote, wrote a book called um, X. It's all about customer experience. Brilliant book. Mm. I started to really get interested in, in how email and customer experience, you know, could how email could play a part in, in creating a great customer experience about 10 years ago. And there was this book by Jay Bayer called utility. And there were some quotes in that book that just blew my mind. Like just little things. Like he said, he had this kind of phrase that he would talk about, which is that the difference between selling and helping is just two letters. And if you it sounds really cheesy. I know it's really cheesy. And he said but he said after that sell to somebody and you'll have might have a customer for a day, but if you help someone, you'll have a customer for life. And Wow. I just think that's so true. If you really can get understand people and get close to them, help them. And you can do that with email. We've got all the tools. There's no, there's not really any excuses anymore. I mean, you know, ten years ago it was like, well, how on earth are we going to do that? Because you know, don't, tools aren't really up to, up to scratch, really. Um, mm. I think now, you know, we've got all the tools we could possibly want, and there's just. You know, no excuse not to put the customer first.
0: There is no excuse. And you know what? You, you said You said that might be cheesy, you know, or, or did you say selling, uh, sell to someone, you, you know, you sell them like one product, but if you help them, you've got a, a customer for forever. You say it's cheesy, but I am all about not just cheese, but that sort of brings it back to a really basic level. And I'm all about not overcomplicating things. Um, you know there, there are a lot of tips and tricks and bits and pieces, um, strategies. But if I'm, I'm a massive fan of sort of boiling things down to the s- simplest level, and what you just said there is is it that that's it. You know, just if you if you help someone, you're going to keep them simple, right?
1: Yeah. You think about the emails that you open, right? That we open all the time. They're the ones that are giving us more than just the product and we might be absolutely obsessed with the product. Like one of my favorite brands is like on running. Like I love that. I, lo- I can't get enough of their, their products. I mean, they're so, they're so nice. Yeah. But I open their emails because they're more than the, they're always about more than the product. And I think it's, we, it's emails have to be more than just selling. They've got to be, they've got to be more than that. Yeah. <laughs> it's it is so simple when, if you really think about it, it doesn't need to be, Super complex. I think you're right. It's just that simple kind of little bit of culture around putting people first and actually doing stuff with email that does put people first. That is that means your email marketing is a more about more than just selling the product.
0: You said something as a, as a culture, and the the culture in the business has to be that that you're thinking about the, the customer first. To bring Tessa back in, what um, when you when you when you look through your your inbox emails, are you are you th- are you opening things because you like a brand, or are you opening things because there's a catchy subject line? Or what, what, how do you sort of go through your inbox? You, you know, what, what jumps off at you?
2: Oh, different things, it depends on what I'm kind of looking for. You can get daily deals on certain things. Am I allowed to mention brands?
0: You can mention brands, yeah, yeah. You know,
2: like Amazon daily deals on their books, their Kindle books. So every day, I advertise. Five or six books for ninety nine pence, which could be, you know, twenty pounds if you bought a hardback cop cover, or like fifteen pounds if you bought it on, a, you know, after midnight tonight, things like that. And then you get um, you get all the other scammy things. I just ignore those. Um, <laughs> but you, you get some good information, and you just get a load of other stuff that you're just not interested in. Sometimes some of those emails are just to get you to have a look, so that then you, but then. You know, like there's a cruise company and they offer these cruises. You go to try and look into it to try and get a price, and then you've got to phone up. So it's just to lure you to ring them, and then they get your number and then they keep ringing you.
1: I love that. Like that's how, that, that's the problem right there. Like there's straight from my, like the, my mum's mouth basically, right? Like <laughs> she's like she understands the game. Yeah, yeah. That the marketers are trying to play because they because they're making money from from these activities, right? And the they just carry on doing it because it's it does drive revenue. So that I just don't think that that we hear enough stories like that.
2: No, it just puts me off though. That you know that that that's that cruise.co.uk and they, and once they've got your number, they'll ring you up at eight o'clock in the morning on a Sunday and things. Yeah, I wouldn't even entertain them to be honest. If you're going to offer something, you should be able to find out more. And the other thing I notice is I'm on my own, so it's a solo. They don't give you prices for solo you can never ever get that unless you phone up but it's kind of like we don't exist you know because it's all it's more expensive obviously and
0: yeah but it's i guess that's catering it's catering to your your, your audience you've got to you've got to know your audience right um, because if you if if you don't then uh, then you're failing there what what one thing i want to go back to which i thought was interesting and um it means probably means the way i talk about them in, in the past it means i will probably never get a job with them is is amazon i don't particularly think their emails are great you know maybe it's just me i think their emails are actually a bit all over the place
2: yeah they're not great
0: thank you, <laughs> there, <laughs> oh. you go. there you go you're an email expert tessa from by saying that um i no i, I don't think they're great but but people do sort of hold them up you know on a, and put them up on a on a, on a pedestal um, thinking that you know this is the the um, this is the, the the height to to, to reach, um, this is the pinnacle. But I I, I, don't, I don't I don't sort of get it. But what that what you said kind of sort of plays around, which is maybe the the customer experience that that they're going for is is driving the the right offers to the right people, and those deals are, are sort of working for you. So that's what they're driving back to you more. Um and I that's probably the customer experience that they're they're sort of building around. But I I don't personally think or as you know, Philip as you were saying, that that um Amazon really have the customer at the center of everything they do.
1: No, I don't think I think they're just using data in the smartest way they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I nearly actually went to work at Amazon about seven just before I started Enchant, I had an opportunity to go and work on a lot of their automation. It didn't end up happening because I wanted to start the agency, but um, and it was a brutal interview process. And they did tell me some things about their email marketing, but they kept a lot of it very, very secret. And yeah, it just I just don't think there was actually really that much going on apart from what was what was going on in terms of the, like the, the decision making um, AI based product recommendations.
0: Yeah. What, what, one thing I'll, I'll, um, I'll sort of ask you about, you said you said that Amazon, they're probably just using their data in a smart way. Does that matter? I, don't, I know they might not, as a business, they might not really care about the customer. But if you're using your data in the right way, you can actually, in a roundabout way, have your, your customer at the, the core of everything you do. Does it matter that you don't necessarily care, but your data is doing it for you?
1: well i think what we're talking about is authenticity because i think right. the, i could easily say no it doesn't matter because it gets results and people are, the products are relevant yeah but if if it's if we're talking about culture then people consumers can tell they can just tell they can feel it yeah and you know i think there's all the stats show that consumers are willing to pay more for a better experience like mm-hmm. they just they are and you know listening to my mum speak there about her experience of cruise companies sending her and you know calling her at times of the day that suit them and not her and not showing her you know recommendations that are relevant to her I think yeah that's what we're talking you know even if they know where she's most likely to go um on holiday on a cruise next you've got to put people first it's, it's as simple as that and I think even Amazon you can just you can feel it you can feel that it's just okay yeah, they're the products that I'm most likely to buy next. It's nothing more than that. It doesn't really,
0: yeah, it doesn't
1: really matter. Maybe, but people, people can tell can tell now. And I think email is part of the product now. You know, if if we are talking about customer experience and marketing, we're we're really talking about marketing being part of the product. I think.
0: Yeah.
2: Now I was going to say with Amazon, they've got these other deals of the day and general things. And the thing that they do wrong there, they they offer all these things, and then you click on one, it says this isn't available today, and you think, why Why is it a the today then? I haven't even got it today at that price. You've got to go back.
0: That's another thing about making sure that what you're displaying is actually – is actually what you you know you can purchase it it's the same thing as you know walking past a shop window and it says you know buy five items and you get the the 613 that was a weird offer i don't know why that sprang, sprang to mind but you know go, going inside and then you can't there's there's not enough items for you to get the 613 and it's like well hold on you've just given me completely the wrong information what's the point but what what I was gonna gonna sort of go back to was you're talking about um, Philip about authenticity, and I kind of jotted down empathy, and it was one of the things that I've been thinking about quite a lot, especially over the last year or so, um, with uh, with us being in lockdown and whatnot, being being empathetic to people's situation um you know individual situations um and being able to sort of put that in your messaging goes a long way to to helping you get that give that customer experience you've been looking for because i think now more than ever brands are starting to think about how they can better their customer experience using email for example because you've had no other means of doing that you know email email's been a great tool for that right i I'm saying it as a, as a question, but I, you know, it is. it has been a great tool for customer experience, right? I think the problem with
1: email, again, though, is that even if you don't do it very well, you just get hoodwinked by positive results. Yeah, yeah. I think this is why so many brands just don't bother going, you know, treating it like it. it sometimes just doesn't get the respect that it deserves. I mean, most retail brands would say that email is in the top one or two performing channels for them. But don't
0: if they're it, being honest.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it just is. I, t- I think I think it's not that hard to to take it that one step further, but it just takes a little bit of care and consideration, and that is, but uh, that is the that cultural kind of customer centricity. Yeah, I think we we have kind of a bit of a a bit of a, f- a theme that we try and work with in Enchant, and that is relationship before task. And we do it internally, and we do it. We try to talk to our clients about. Oh, I like, I like that. Yeah, it's, it's really simple. Um, just how are you? You know, what is going on contextually? You're talking about kind of COVID and how powerful email has been, but so many brands just go to task and that's selling. Yeah, yeah. But there's the relationship before that. And if you get that bit right, you, you really are, that's when you really are helping somebody. You really, that's about connection. And if you can connect with people better, they're, gonna, they're much
0: more likely to buy
1: so I think you're completely
0: right. Yeah, it's, it, it is that. It's always difficult to explain to people. You know, they always want to see, especially um, clients, and a lot of the time, the clients that, that sort of get it and they're on board with the way you're thinking, like what you just said, you know, relationship before task. If you're thinking in that way, you're going to see the results. Mm. But but we we're in a day and age where you know you, you need things to be you know happening straight away. So rather than look long term, you're looking short term. And if things aren't aren't um, hitting home short term, then you've got to make massive changes. But you you've actually got to let things play out. Um, you know, having a having a mindset of uh, I'm going to keep using it because I love it. Relationship before task is going to get you that um, that long term. Um, revenue that you've been actually looking for um so this is a far better way of approaching things but but how do you achieve that it's one thing saying relationship before task but how do you get that great um customer experience is are there particular things to put into into play well i think firstly
1: you just gotta just play with it and like you say like like it's, you don't necessarily need to do something straight away just adopt the idea Yeah, And every time you're planning, think about how you might be able to build connection and just see what ideas start to come up. Because what works for one brand, as we all know, doesn't necessarily work for another. So that said, there are lots of there's so many little tips and things that I could talk to you about here. And I'll give you a couple of examples. But I mean, just just play with it as an idea and Mm -hmm. and see where you take it and see what if you bring introduce that into your, your team. See what ideas and what what suggestions people come up with, and I think one of the things to do definitely is ask people like what they want. Like get get brought. You don't need to. You know, we we because we've got all these tools now that can tell us like which categories people are most likely to purchase from next, or what product they might buy next. You know, we can we can dynamically populate emails with that content yeah it's good to just find out like how people feel generally you know do some actual research um you've got the data (laughs) just surveys i mean i know that people people will give you feedback and especially you know my mom's giving you know tons of feedback here about cruise companies that, that i think if they got got you know got their email marketing in a position where they were speaking to her relevantly she'd be they'd have her business. Yeah. You know? She said she wants, you know, a single occupancy cruises. If people, if, if friends were able to, to do, to give her those products in emails and put content around it, that is as they know that that's, that's her persona. So she's going to want to maybe travel. it slightly differently from say a family or some, you know, or with a group of friends or whatever. Exactly. And that's how she likes to travel. She's like me. I like to go solo. Um, but we just don't do it. Marketers, we just don't do it. And I think it's just, that is, it is just such a hugely missed opportunity.
2: Can I just say though that also they don't only not cater for it on an email, they don't cater for it on their website.
0: Oh, I'm glad you said that. You
2: go on the websites and um, you, ha- you have to phone in the end. And you say to them, okay, can you tell me, not that company that I mentioned, but please, they- Things like Planet Cruise, the biggest ones. Can you tell me which single offers you think are out at the moment that are really good because, you know, hauling all through this lot on the website is really difficult. You can sometimes find cruises for solos, but only not the one you perhaps want because I don't put it on there. So then they have to go and phone them up and, you know, but they can't ever say on, oh, we'll get in touch with you. If, if we hear about some really good solo cruises, we'll let you know. No. There's no they don't pay to people. And yet nowadays that so many people that are on their own find a cruise the best holiday. One of the companies actually said we could sell cruises to solos all day long if we could. But there's not enough rooms either that cater for it on the ships you see, so anyhow.
0: <laughs> it's it is it is one of those things, but I, I I think I think um and I was gonna say what what was what are your thoughts, Tessa, on um on live chat, if you if you if you know what that is, but i i, I always i always like to speak to someone. Um, and here's the, here's the thing, I, you know, if if I can find a bloody number on the website, then I'll, I'll I'll often call if I if I need more more details. But but I find live chat really helpful if you don't want to pick up the phone and. Uh, it happens a lot now that you know because I'm attached to my phone all the time texting and whatnot. I don't actually want to want to call anyone. So live chat kind of enables you to speak with someone without having to pick up the phone. Do you use live chat?
2: Yeah, sometimes I do.
0: Do you find it useful?
2: Yeah, I do it on different occasions. It depends on what it's about, but um, sometimes it's easier just to speak to them than
0: yeah
2: than, um, than type it all out. It's it's like sending texts all evening, and it's sometimes. You think, oh, I'm just going to pick the phone up because, you, know, you know, you get fed up with typing. But it just depends on the actual circumstances, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess it depends if it's like a quick sort of quick fire question. And sometimes there's, there's like preloaded uh, questions uh, or like Q&A on, on, on live chat. Um, so you just hit a button, then you get a response coming back um, mm-hmm. with, with with bots and bits and pieces. But it's just it's just interesting to see, you know, what else is sort of helping that that experience to be sort of better for the individual. Because I'm thinking. You know, you, uh, if you go into a brick and mortar store, you know, someone's going to be uh, a shop attendant. Sometimes they're overly pushy, but, you know, put that to one side. Yeah. But if they're good, they're kind of, you know, judging how you're moving around the store, seeing what, what products you may be picking up or, or looking at, you know, playing about with. And they make an assumption, you know, it's, it's an informed assumption on, you know, your movement and they sort of make a beeline for you that's what we're trying to achieve with, you know, this, the the tools that we have um, available to us with, with digital. Um, And you're trying to, to, to get a feel for what people are are doing. But I think there's, I think Philip, you're kind of saying it, just asking the question um, can often, often give you exactly what you need rather than um, sort of relying solely and wholly on, on the tech doing it for you. I think there's, there needs to be a good balance between the two, sort of having a feel and, and asking along with the, the, the tech picking up um, other bits and pieces. Because, you know, we're, we're, we're dealing with so many people in one go, we can't possibly um, have a feel for everyone. That's where the tech picks up. But then you need the, that human side as well. Where we're asking questions, right?
1: I totally agree. I just think I think research has just become so disconnected from direct marketing.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, it's 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 a forgotten it's a forgotten art i mean
1: I, i'm i'm so i'm so worried about it i guess or, or or interested in the gap that is there's such a potential here that i've decided to go and do a, another master's in consumer psychology because i just think that and the, the big a big element of that is is the research because i just think this is a, there's a huge Opportunity for brands, to, yeah, to just get get a bit closer to people. And hmm. research is a specialist area, and I don't know, I don't know that much about it. We, used, you know, I've worked in companies like Tui, and you know even MFI, we had a we had a research department, at MFI, yeah, and we relied on them, right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know any, I don't know any brands that have really, I mean, that really bring those research skills and resources, or even have them, uh, but bring them into you know email marketing anymore because. We just rely on this on on the ai and the kind of you know recommendation engines and stuff a little bit too much i think it is a balance like you say
0: is it a cost thing having those people internally do you think that's what it is
1: i mean if you look at the cost of a research agency i mean uh, we've sp- spoken before about eye tracking
0: yes I And mean, yes. it's not
1: cheap <laughs> no but you know if you invest you tend to get a return i think um it is expensive, but I, I I just think that the money gets spent elsewhere now. And, yeah, and it's really the enterprise brands that have still got research departments and experts or agencies that can help them with that. I think it. I think there is a balance. It needs to come
0: back. It, it it does need to come back. Yeah.
2: What about when you um you find something you like and the company knows you like it and then they keep sending you stuff, um you know trying to. Emails trying to get you to oh buy this now we've got this and you think oh go away I don't I don't want we here I,
1: <laughs> <No idiot. laughs> I, I
2: don't want to assume what I want Amazon's good at that. that they do that as soon as as soon as you look something up like a pair of binoculars or a camera or something they start sending you emails about it all the time and you might not you might have bought them somewhere else by now or you know you're not interested anymore
0: that is the inhuman approach to it all. And that's, that's kind of what we're talking about. You can use the tech all you want and being like overly, it's probably being too smart. With with using the tech, and I'm not saying don't use the tech. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be that way. You know, you've got to use. Um, as I said, you, you're sending out to so many people and trying to accommodate so many people on your database. You've got to use the tech in order to do that. But but use a feeling and have some sort of empathy around this as well. So understand that people might have bought this in it elsewhere. Amazon, is the worst one of doing this, right? They like I'll have bought, let's say a set of headphones. I bought, a, a, um, I was looking at a pair of headphones on Amazon and I might have bought them on Amazon as well, but lo and behold for a week or so afterwards, I'm still getting emails about these great headphones. Like, well, hold on, you know, I've bought headphones. I don't need them anymore.
2: No, I'm getting the same.
0: Yeah. I've only got one set of ears. I don't need, although, you know, I do like, I do like headphones. So, you know, I keep buying them. Um, but it's, it, 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 the different thing is trainers. I'm a, I'm a, a massive sneaker person. You know, I could always buy more trainers. I've got to be quiet because my girlfriend might hear me. But um, <laughs> I could always buy more trainers. That's different. you know. Um, but, but certain products, use your smarts and just, mm. ah, you've bought it, switch it off. Or, as you said before, ask the question, do you still need this? Is this actually useful to you? Are these recommendations useful? N- no, they're not. Stop it. Thank you.
2: <laughs> it's like going into a shop in the old days say the old days but you used to go in the shop to buy clothes and the people would be there jumping on you as soon as you walked in the door yeah and then i'd be you know i'm going because i don't like that feeling i just like to have a look and be left alone Mm. and if i need something i'll come to you that's that's me
0: yeah
2: it's like people knocking on the door i can't stand that either trying to sell stuff (laughs) you know like double glazing people double glazing no but I've got it already. Can't you
1: see?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what, though, I, I do sympathise because there's, there's, there's. Well, it has to be with everything a happy medium, right? You've got to go looking for the business as well. You know, if you if you're not if you're just going to sit back and wait for everyone to come to you, you probably won't sell anything. So you do you do have to go after people, but there's a way to do it. Mm. You can you can push the agenda too too heavily, and then you know you, you're not getting that. Um, you're not giving that experience that people, people need mm. with this, just to kind of, I guess, um, sort of wind this, this down a little bit more. I mean, how do you know when you're, you're nailing it? I mean, we've been talking about sort of, I guess, not, not bombarding people too much, but is there a way that you can, you can have a feel for you know how well you're doing with the customer experience?
1: Again, I think measuring it is tricky. Um, Sometimes can be tricky. I think I think that if you break it down, it's firstly, are you are you going to relationship before task, or or do you are you still admitting, you know are we going to task? Are we just trying to sell? If because if, if we if we buy into the idea that better email marketing is more than just selling, yeah, and ideally it's about help. Mm-hmm. And it's about connection and all these you know simple things to understand then then what can we what can we do as first steps and it, it doesn't need to be that you don't send product browse abandonment emails or that you don't send cart abandonment emails because of course that they work it's about how you it's about it's about what you do with them and it yes it's just it could just be the, the content that you bring around it the subject line for example doesn't necessarily need to be. Come back and buy these great headphones, or, or you know, <laughs> or my mum getting pestered by whoever she, wherever she's been shopping. Right? It's it just it, it can be the small things. It doesn't have to be a like a revolutionary change um, or, or or step away from using the, the kind of the, the you know the, all of the great data that you've got based on what people are looking at and what people have carted and so on. I think measuring it is just it's about it's about simply adding a little bit of a like human element and testing it. And, you know, it's easy to test these things now, even if they're automated emails, it's easy to test. So. Oh, hundred percent. Just and and see and ask people, you know, t- t- take them into a focus group or into, tr- into, into a UX study and ask people which, what they preferred.
0: That is a brilliant idea. Yeah. Focus groups are so forgotten about. Oh. Again, you know, yeah and it's you know I was going to say something um uh which was social proof is a, is another thing um and uh, you say social proof now and then it sort of draws up a, a number of different sort of ideas but I guess it, the, the core of it what you're looking for is to is for people to to leave reviews um to to share things socially cuz you know that's 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 another thing as well if if you're going off your own back and sharing you know the the experience you've had or the product that you've uh, received with you know with the wide world and your family and and whatnot that is that is something that um, that really sort of hits home and tells you that you're 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 sort of nailing it. If people are doing that without being asked, then I think you're, you've you've actually hit a home run there. That's that's something there. But at the same time, this is a funny thing as well. I mean, Tessa, do you ever leave customer feedback online? one, and two, would you leave customer feedback if you weren't asked to leave customer feedback?
2: Yeah, I could do. It depends on the, you know, on the circumstances. But, yes, I would do. And if I'm asked, I do sometimes. Um, and I don't answer all the review things for everything I buy on Amazon, to be honest, because I haven't got time to be, you know. Sometimes. And all these surveys <laughs> – you know, you know what? You know I don't like. This is going off the subject, really. Would you like to fill in the survey afterwards on things? Complete? No. Because <laughs> they all want, they all want one, and you you can spend longer doing that than you can shopping, can't you?
1: Oh gosh, that is true. Yes. I mean, I've had that problem with Sky recently. I mean, every time I call them, they want me to do a, do a survey. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> and this is all. <laughs> But it is it, it's important. I think this is the truth about how you know people really, really what's going on. You know, around the brands that we buy from, all these other sort of marketing tools. Like they they all they are all just part of the customer experience. Yeah. When we start look, thinking about them separately, because we've got to analyze analysed the call centres kind of I don't know, like performance or whatever. Um, and this guy engineer's performance or whatever, all these different things come into this communication with the customer. And if you were walking into a shop, like we, like my my mum said about the olden days, you know, walking into a shop and you have an actual normal conversation with somebody. I think that's where, that's where we need to go. We need to try and get back to that, where it is a bit more of a dialogue rather than just bashing people with
0: SMS and email and yeah. 100%. One thing that annoys me is I'll sit down on my sofa and I can see uh, my echo dot is just lighting up. I'm like, here we go. I've got a notification. What, What is it now? And I'll say, Alexa, you know, read notification. And it's, you bought blah, 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 four weeks ago. Do you want to leave a review? No, I don't. Actually, I, I, I really don't. Um, so leave me alone. You're bombarding me elsewhere now. But I, th- th- having said that, Actually, leaving um, reviews helps. You know, in the long run, it's like you know, you're giving back because I buy based on, especially Amazon. I buy based on what reviews are written, mm-hmm. and if there are no reviews, if no one's rated things, then I probably won't buy that product. So, you know, having having said that, I know it's annoying, but uh, you know, getting a getting a, a balance. I guess what you've got to do is probably have a look at yourself and your business how often you're asking for, for feedback from certain people and, and maybe looking at the customer as well if they're a, a brand new customer maybe it's 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 okay for you to do that if they've been a customer for a while and you're just bombarding them after after everything they've bought then you're probably barking at the wrong tree so it's just looking at your your database looking at individuals and where they are in the in the sort of buying cycle with you and their or their journey with you and just and just playing it by ear I think that's the, that's the best thing you can do right mm. definitely.
2: I'd say just things that I would review the most are um, hotel rooms and holidays. Yeah.
0: Because I
2: think they really matter. I think other people's reviews matter a lot. Oh, massively. And also uh, I'll give a review if something's awful and I'll give a review if it's –
0: Yeah. no you can't and it's a good point about leaving bad reviews as well because not everything is good and actually if i see everything uh all the all great reviews for products i i kind of think mm, you sure yeah it's a bit wary but one good thing that i love to get reviews on um to give a you know a good feedback on is music yeah um do you see another segue another segue there <laughs> so as we as we wrap up um, I like I think by the way we could talk more about customer experience um, we might have to do a, a part two um, but we'll, we'll we'll play about with that um, but I do I do before before you two leave I need some musical recommendations from you so I will add this to the to the playlist uh, I don't think I'm pushing the playlist enough I'm gonna pass, pass the playlist everywhere but <laughs> I need to know what your musical recommendations are. So um, who, who's going to go first? Go on, Mum. Your, your, yours will be great.
2: What sort of musical recommendations for, for different reasons or anything, any music I like at all? or
0: It's any it's music. So I'll, I'll give you some context. So the reason why I do this is um, while I'm working, I do a lot of typing you know, for, for, for work. And as I'm writing stuff... I can't listen to songs with 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 lyrics because then I end up typing the lyrics. So um, I listen to relaxing stuff when I'm when I'm working. But I do love music, so you know I don't get to listen to enough music all the time. Especially now I'm not I'm not um, commuting. So what I want is just something new I can listen to, not not necessarily to relax to, but just in general to listen to. So uh, yeah, anything that you, you think is uh, sort of uh, it's, it's your vibe, no. basically.
2: Well. I- if i just want something nice and relaxing yeah i don't want to actually choose anything i just get alexa to play cool jazz on amazon um it's really nice it's not massive jazz music you know like kenny ball and the jasmine or anything like that it's all just
0: nice, <laughs> nice
2: background music um that sort of thing or even something like eric clapton um acoustic, acoustic sort of music um if i'm ironing or something i'll Doing something vigorous, I go for more for Queen or um Tina Turner.
0: <laughs> oh there we go. That's what I was looking for. Wow. Um, yeah. well, okay. Oh Okay. Queen...
2: there you are. Uh, there you go. Radio Gaga. Gaga. I
0: <laughs> <swear>. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Beat that, Philip.
1: I don't think I'm quite as um. Uh, having quite as much fun with the music I tend to uh spend most of I listen to music all day I probably have music on for six to eight hours of the day um and I tend to listen to there's a, there's so many amazing um composers in Iceland okay my favorite yeah it's a really interesting scene there's a there's a guy called Snorri Harmson that's a he's he's pretty much unknown amazing pianist and composer um what's his name Snorri Harmson Snorri Harmson Snorri S-N-O-O-R-I and my favorite is Olafur Arnold's and his new album is called some kind of peace and it's just a really beautiful piece of music um
0: uh, do you say Olafur um, yes yeah Olaf
1: Arnold's uh, Olaf Arnolds A R N A
0: L D S I think. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I'll find it. I'll find it. Ah, right. There you go. We got a contrast there. That that'll that'll definitely make the playlist. Um. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been this has been great. I mean, I love to get um different views on bits and pieces, but I mean this 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 is really what i was looking for um having having your your, your mum on here so thank you tessa um, I, I appreciate it you might you might have me uh sort of bugging you again in emails now asking you to be back on the uh, on the podcast but but i'll try i'll try not to to make your experience too bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um thank you guys again thank you for listening join me again for another episode of uh, naughty by Nature, and uh, i'll catch you soon cheers